Are you seeking to broaden your horizons, to stay relevant and become future fit? Do you want to fuel your creativity and inspire innovation? Or are you simply looking to put a kapow back into your business? Then look no further. Join Carmen Murray, entrepreneur, innovator, and tech fundi with her big personality and presentation style as she interviews celebrities, alchemists, newsmakers, and business experts to discover the stories behind their success. The Carmen Murray Show will open your mind and help you turn knowledge into magic. Let knowledge be your superpower. And now, from Solid Gold Studios, here's your host, Carmen Murray. Future Fit Tribe, before we start today's episode, if you are looking for more inspiration, visit my column on bizcommunity.com where I unpack the burning marketing issues that businesses face today. You can sign up for our Future Fit Masterclasses at booyah.co.za to build connected customer experiences and also check out our other cool services. Last but not least, don't forget to book your tickets to our regular FutureFit networking events aimed at helping you surf the tsunami of change. The events bring fresh perspectives with tour de force speakers and thought leaders as we debate, learn, inspire, connect. Tickets always sell fast, so book today. All the links you need appear in the show notes of the episode or on the website. Now on with today's show. I have to tell you something. I have recently ambushed Kimberly Stark, who's actually going to be a guest at one of our Future Fit networking events and going to tell the story behind storytelling like they do on the Hollywood playground. And the only way for me to have understood the, the whole idea behind it, I decided to ambush her when she was having auditions. So I saw on Facebook that she was posting she's having auditions. I called her assistant to find out where the location was and I found this secret little gem place in Auckland Park and I went in there with cameras and I started filming and I arrived and as I came outside there was all these young people with with the, the, the eyes shining so brightly so excited about the future and the opportunity that's ahead of them being there for an audition and all of them learning their monologues and I was like yo this is intense Anyway, then the audition started and I could not stop crying. And I actually get very emotional when I talk about it because what I saw there was something that I think we as marketers and business people don't really understand is taking a script, a monologue and bringing it to life and seeing the young students breaking down, crying after their performance. I mean, like, Whew. It was, I had to get Kimberly in here. So Kimberly, sorry to catch you off guard. Welcome to my podcast. <laughs> I know that you have a podcast next door, but I had to like hijack you from yours so that I can quickly chat about this and have a discussion as to the whole process behind storytelling and how, especially having the actors getting so vulnerable. Talk to me about the process. Okay. Well, it is a process. Basically, what is expected of an artist? An artist is there to live a story, to tell a story, but they have to immerse themselves in that story for it to be convincing, to capture your attention, to make you feel like you are involved in the story because you want your audience to feel like they are taking part in this whole journey that you're on. So 
as a as an agent, I'm very, very cautious on who I sign. So we get a lot of people that say, well, you know, I really want to be an actor. And you're sort of going, that's nice. Good for you. Hmm. A lot of people don't understand what it takes. So we've been having auditions to look for new talent that's been untapped and needs some guidance. And we had the auditions, as you know. One of the things that I'm very strict on, and we make that clear when they're going to come to audition, is they have to have a monologue. It has to be memorized. And when they get there, I say to them, make me feel. Make me feel. I want to feel. And as you saw, the good ones made you feel. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing how you can take words that are on a piece of paper, one-dimensional, black and white, and make them three-dimensional color. Mm-hmm. And that's what I expect of my artists. And as you saw, we got some gems. It was yeah. amazing. <laughs> There was this girl. She started with a scene screaming from the top of her lungs and and literally just talking about her pain in this relationship. And I was sitting there and it's almost like she's taken me out of my body. Like it was an out-of-body experience. And doing the monologue with – she was so into it that she didn't even realize the cameras were on her, that everybody was moving around her and doing their thing. She was so into that emotion. And the moment she was done, she broke down. And I was like, holy crap. I could never, ever audition. I promise you. I think I would just say one word and you go like, Carmen, get the hell out of here. <laughs> I mean, like, listen, it's like, I, I don't think that people appreciate the vulnerability. And, and yeah. it, it brings me to the point is crap scripting. Ooh, and we have plenty of that. We have plenty of that. You know, you, you watch a, okay, I'm going to be very careful I say this, but you watch like a, <laughs> a, a, a show, local or international, and you can tell when they are just working in a factory. They're just pumping out. It's just like, oh, come on. You almost can predict what they're going to say. And one of my frustrations is, is like when we have um, awards and stuff like that, how do you award an artist who's given bad script? I mean, as an artist, it is your responsibility to take it on, make it yours, bring it to life. But it's really, really difficult. If you've got a, a script that's well-written, it's easy to memorize because it makes sense. Mm. It just, it flows. It's easy. It just... It's just right. Mm. It's easy to put your emotions into it because, again, it makes sense. It flows. When you get a really, really bad script, you can't memorize it. It's so hard to find the emotions. It's hard to find the punctuations. You're so busy reading it in your brain mm. that the camera picks that up. And that's where the poor acting comes in because you're trying to remember the script that makes no sense. But when the script is good, man, you're you just... It's so much easier to step into that character and just to go with it. And you become, like you say, so involved that you don't see what's happening around you because in your mind's eye, you're seeing the story as it plays out. Mm. And I mean, that's the wonderful release of acting. It's just so, it's so wonderful. You can become all these different characters and live these different lives. It is so fabulous. And I like the fact that you're, you're bringing marketing into it because if you have a good campaign, you're A for a way. And it just, yeah, having a good actor to help you like with an ad campaign or whatever does make a difference. But who is writing the storyboard? Who's writing the script for that campaign? And are they writing it in a way that the audience will find themselves relating to it? Mm. Because if the audience relates to it, they're going to buy. They're going to be like, 
oh, wow, it obviously changed her life for the better, for this, for that. I get frustrated when I watch commercials and, and they're just so bye, 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 bye. Instead of, mm. instead of pulling us in and letting us see that we really want that. Mm. They're telling us we want it. No, it doesn't work like that for me. Mm. But if you show me a beautiful scenario and, and you've got wonderful script and beautiful camera work and an artist who's really engaging, I'm going to be like, okay, <laughs> I don't know what this guy's got, but I want some too. 100%. I mean, I recently had to go. <laughs> I actually wrote an article about this. I, I went for an audition and <laughs> that script. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I was like, can I first fix this for you? <laughs> this is not a commercial script. It was so, so bad. And I didn't get the job because I didn't believe in it. Uh, but did I have the ability? Absolutely. But the, the thing is, is that I think what happens is this whole thing, I always refer to it as being future fit, is time shifting. So you work from the future towards the present. And many of us work from the present to the future. And then we do what we're doing now with a hope. We cross our fingers that something great is going to happen from what we're doing now. Yes, you obviously have to do the foundations and do all the right stuff. But you need to have the end in mind in order to, to bring it all together. I think what happens sometimes, there was actually a statistic out recently. I think it was Can Lyons last year. There was a podcast and they were talking about the fact that in the UK, the population has voted that 70% of all ads on TV is so boring. They only find 30% interesting. And then out of the 30% that find it interesting, not all of them watch it because they fast forward through it. They're Netflixing. They're not getting to see all the ads. And you have one moment to resonate. If I see a crap ad on TV, that's my cue to go to the kitchen, to the toilet, whatever <laughs> it is. But that's my cue. I'm not missing anything. Where if it's captivating I and I really want to see it again, then, then I'm going to stick around to watch it. So it definitely always comes down to storytelling. Just getting back into, into what happened um, at the audition. One of the actors that, I mean, each and every single one of them, I think they, they're going to make it. They were very awesome. They, they were they, very, very awesome. Yeah, mm. they, they really have huge talent. But one of the girls really got to me is it was, she didn't train anywhere. She's never had anybody coach or guide her. She's just in her. And she sits there and she doesn't know what is those, the methodologies that you, to learn emotions. What do you call them? Well, there's, there's a lot. There's Meisner, there's Sanslowski, there's so many different methodologies that people can engage in. So she didn't know any of those methodologies. No. And she sat there and she learns her monologue. She chose it, right? Yes. And she starts and you just see the, the tears literally streaming down her face. And it's like, oh my gosh, is she crying because she's nervous or is she crying because she's telling the story? Like at that moment, you don't understand what's happening. But when you listen to the words and the conviction, then you know, okay. And you go on the same journey and the emotion starts pouring and you know me, I'm a happy person. I'd rather laugh than cry. You were crying. She was I crying. Was, Carmen yeah. was crying. Okay, guys. I mean, <laughs> Carmen was standing next to me and, I, and I'm busy filming this and I'm trying to focus on these potential artists that I might be representing. And I keep hearing this. <laughs> and I look over and there's Carmen with tears flooding down her face and she's recording on her phone, trying to record this whole moment. I don't know how you saw anything. <laughs> no, but it was also, I didn't have to watch to understand. I felt the emotion. Yeah. 
But the moment when she was done, she literally fell on the floor and she just broke down and she started like, she collapsed, literally. You said something very interesting to her is you had to tell somebody else's story and that story is healing for you. Yes. But now you need to let it go. Yes. So that the healing can take place. Tell me more about that. As an actor, we get so involved in the characters, but part of us also goes into that character, no matter how professional you are. You know, some part of you will somehow bleed into that character. When you've got really emotional scenes, something can be triggered from your past or present and somehow seep into your performance. So even though you're living another life, those raw emotions do come through. Mm. And by having the reaction and the discussion, actually, because, I mean, you know, if you're giving a monologue, you're talking it out. So by talking it out, even if it's actually not exactly yours, somehow it really does heal you. You are able to express those hurts, you know, or the joy or the anger, you're able to express it. And somehow it does sort of help you deal with what you are going through yourself. The interesting thing that you mentioned now, I recently watched this TED talk and it really inspired me for one of the talks that I had to do on gender equality. And what happened was this woman basically dressed as a man and she went to this art exhibition trying to prove a point as to what it's like to be a man and how life changes when you walk in a room and you're a man versus a woman, how women act opposite a man and show their vulnerabilities and also their weaknesses and so forth. And she made so many interesting learnings from this exploration by taking a different character on, going in public, pretending to be real. And she actually had a woman flirting with her because she was like, I feel like I can really connect to you. And not knowing that it's a person that has been made up professionally to look like a man. And she was like, I just feel like I can have this connection with you. And she started the school where, and, and to empower men and women to teach them how to conduct themselves as a different gender and then go out there and take on this role of, of what it is that we deal with on a daily basis in both sides' shoes and walking in that person's shoes for a whole evening and learning from each other. And I think that's pretty much what happens when you need to tell a story. I mean, like if I think of Charlie Tehran, Monster. Not an easy story to tell, and no. there's lessons to be learned from from every story. But walking in somebody's shoes that's a serial killer and having to take on that personality it must have some sort of consequences somewhere down the line in yourself. I think it very much depends on the artist. If you are a professional artist and have been trained, and this is where the training is really important, you are able to separate you're able to put it away and just sort of go, okay, that's not me. That's not my life. I'm doing my job by telling this person's story. So you are able to separate yourself, but you do get some actors that are such hectic method actors. I mean, Jack Nicholson is renowned for being a method actor, as is Dustin Hoffman. And they get so involved in their characters that even in between the takes, they stay in character. So if the character is like happy, jolly, whatever, then they're happy, jolly. If the character is like a sadistic killer, then they're vicious. And I would not want to be a crew member or an actor working opposite somebody that is unable to break 
because I mean, or be married to somebody like that because they oh, they gosh. bring it home yeah. until they complete the film. And I mean, like Jack Nicholson's very famous for having gone into an insane asylum to do his research on One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Mm. And I mean, it's admirable and people just sort of go, oh, what a guy. But for me personally, I think, no, no, yeah. thank you. That's just, it, it's not safe grounds. I think it's important to be able to separate. And again, that's where I think it's important to know your methodologies to be able to step back out. Mm, mm. Because you're telling obviously somebody else's story doesn't mean that you have to live their story, but getting the story out there is absolutely paramount. There's obviously a lot that marketers and businesses and people that do public speaking, so many people can learn about storytelling. What is like top three things that you think that people can learn from storytelling? Well, the one thing is if you're going to tell a good story, you need to be a good listener. You need to listen to what people have to say so that you can tell their story accurately. You need to be empathetic to their journey so that you are able to walk in their shoes and you need to do it without judgment. It's not our place to place a judgment. If you don't agree with something that someone's saying or doing, that's fine. But if you're telling that story, it's not your place to put a judgment on it. So I think, I think listen, be empathetic and no judgment. And it, you know, if marketers did that and they listened to their customers and they're empathetic and they didn't judge them, they would have really happy customers and a lot more of them. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to the future of networking events, which is going to continue for a very, very long time. And you are going to be the person opening it up and we are going to shake the trees because people have no idea what's coming their way. And they are going to be woke after your talk, just seeing a little bit of behind the scenes of what happens in your world. I can't wait. So thank you very much for giving me a few minutes of your time. I think you need to get back to go and do your recording. I think your guest is waiting there on the seat. So anyway, you must have an awesome day. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for having me and thank you for coming to the audition. It was awesome having you there. <laughs> thank you and thank you for not chasing me away. <laughs> to our amazing audiences around the world, thank you so much for your ongoing support. Please take a moment to review and rate your favorite episodes which will help others find us. You mean the world to me, and I thank you for being part of my journey to get people future fit. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Carmen Murray Show, another Solid Gold podcast. For show notes and more episodes, visit solidgoldstudios.co.za slash Carmen Murray.